Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Ephesians. Today is episode 624. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 24. Let's read our passage. I say this and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. But that is not how you came to know Christ, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of the truth. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul sent this letter to lift up the church. It's primarily a church of Gentiles, that is, people who were not Jews, but have become the Christ through faith, and now comprise the majority of this church. Paul began talking about what God has done with this mystery that's been revealed, that's been hidden through the ages, but now has been revealed in that Gentiles can know God. Gentiles can be reconciled with God through faith in Jesus Christ. So chapters 1 through 3 were all about salvation, primarily salvation of the Gentiles. Now chapter 4, he's starting into the practical application of what difference does this make in how we live. And here, verse 17, he's really starting to get into the, so here's what to do. So verse 17, therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord, you should no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thoughts. Now, wait a minute. These are primarily Gentiles that he's speaking to. So what does he mean? You should no longer walk as the Gentiles do. Well, here he's using Gentile to mean non-Christians. That is, Gentiles who have not come to Christ. And he's kind of hinted at the idea here and in some other places that, okay, you have Jews, you have Gentiles, but really, together, that doesn't matter. Now they are Christians. You really have this third category of people. So from a Christian perspective, is it Christians and everybody else? Or if you're just looking at ethnicity, the Gentiles and Jews coming together in Christ, that's what counts. So here he says, don't walk as the Gentiles do. He means those that are still living as pagans, those that are not Christians. And the futility of their thoughts, that is, without Christ, because without Christ, they're just pursuing what they've always done, which is these pagan lifestyles. Many were very religious, but any religion without Christ is is just that religion. It's just doing religious things without any true meaning or any true purpose in it. So that's futility of thought. Verse 18, they are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. Well, this is where he's talking about, very similar to what he talked about in the big book of Romans in the beginning about people apart from God are in this state of sin, separated from God, darkened in understanding. They don't understand the things of God. 
excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because they don't know about God. And so they are ignorant of God and the hardness of their hearts. As people deny God and push back on God, it's because of the hardness of their hearts. And unfortunately, their hearts get harder. So the more you push back against God, the harder your heart becomes. And see, this plays out in verse 19. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. So as the heart becomes hardened, more drawn to sin and deeper sin and more corrupt sin, and the more you do it, the more you want, the harder your heart becomes. Back to verse 17, he said that this is the example of how the Gentiles walk, that is, the unsaved Gentiles. And his statement in 17 was, don't live like them. Don't do that anymore. You're not like that anymore. So don't do that. Back in the beginning of this letter, Ephesians, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, he talked about what it was like before you came to Christ. He said, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of the world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. He talked about it in chapter 2, and here he's bringing it out. That's how the people who don't know Christ live. You, however, don't live like that. So he began in chapter 2, that's how you used to be, and he talked about coming to Christ because of what God has now done, the mystery revealed in Christ. And now, chapter 4, don't be that way. Verse 20, but that is not how you came to know Christ. Don't try to make this say that you had to act righteous in order to come to Christ. What he's saying is, this is an outcome of coming to Christ. How did you come to know Christ? You knew the truth. And what's the big descriptor of these sinful Gentiles living apart from Christ is they don't know the truth. Their minds are clouded from the truth. They're locked into the, the ways of the world and the ways of selfish desires. You came to Christ by knowing the truth. So that's not how you came to know Christ. Verse 21, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Now, he knows they know about Christ, so it's this assuming. He spent three years with them, and so he did teach them the truth in Christ. But the point he's making here is, that's where truth is, is in Christ. Verse 22, so what you were taught about this truth is to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires. Back to chapter 2. That's the way you used to be. But now you've come to Christ. And there is this new you. So take off the former way of life, the old self, corrupted by deceitful desires. That's the way you used to be. He's talking about transformation here. Taking off the old self, putting on the new self. Verse 23, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. It means to think differently. Go back to Romans chapter 12, where he said, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. We reviewed up in 18 and 19 about how the unsafe people think and what their motivations are. And so part of taking off the old self, putting on the new self, is to think 
differently. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Verse 24, and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteous and purity of the truth. So that's the contrast to verses 18 and 19. They're dark in understanding. Now, no longer dark in understanding, knowing the truth in Christ. Excluded from the life of God. Now, included in the life of God. Before it was ignorance in them. Now it's knowledge of Christ. Before it was hardness of the heart. Now it's transformed heart. And verse 19, giving themselves over to promiscuity. Verse 24, living in righteousness. So this is the contrast he's, he's challenging here. And it, as a result of what Christ has done, of allowing Gentiles to come to God, to be reconciled with God, you should be living differently. You should be different than you used to be. You should be living according to the ways of the world. Now you should be following Christ and living in righteousness. It's a fairly simple passage right here, applicable to all of us. If we know Christ and are following Christ, we should live differently. Our motivations, our value system should be that which is revealed by God, not following the ways of the world. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Ephesians.